What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Bella Talks. Thank you guys so much for your patience. I have been on a little hiatus, just being and living. And, you know, this Mercury retrograde has definitely been retrograding. It was like, what, five planets in retrograde? I don't know, but I don't know. This retrograde really hit me. This is like the first one that has really affected me. But I've been learning some things, so that's good. I'm just ready for it to be over. (laughs) But thank you guys for pressing play and being open and willing to listen to this episode. This episode is very near and dear to my heart because we're talking about domestic violence and my experience. Now, if this is your first time listening to my show, welcome. I'm Bella. I'm your host. I'm a multifaceted, multidimensional creative and music artist using my gifts, using my intuitive gifts to help bring more expansion, you know, through confidence and self-development and awareness and healing. I'm all about expanding and being able to go out into the world and handle your shit like a boss in life, in your relationships, with your career, and just not looking at things from one way, you know, expanding your mind so that you can attract way more opportunities in your life. Now, the reason why I wanted to discuss domestic violence is not only has it always been a topic that I feel like people kind of don't really discuss, they like to sweep it under the rug, especially in the black community, but I think it needs to be discussed because a lot of people are experiencing this and they don't understand what's going on. Like, honestly, they don't even know that they're experiencing domestic violence. They think, you know, it's normal because a lot of things that are televised is just is very toxic and it's it's showing that it's normal. Cases have gone up since quarantine and violence among women in itself has always been an issue. It is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, even though we should be discussing this all the time. And anybody who knows me knows I'm always talking about all things healing, all things trauma, and that that can go into so many different directions from domestic violence to sexual assault to abuse to betrayal, trauma, all of those things. So this is why I wanted to discuss this because I come across a lot of people who are just in very toxic relationships and borderline abusive relationships and a lot of people who have experienced abuse and they're having a very hard time healing from this. Domestic violence and violence and abuse breaks your spirit down and everybody isn't going to be strong enough or feel strong enough to pull through. So it's important that we as people provide resources, you know, we empower one another to let each other know that we are supported. And before we go any further, I do want to make it clear that I am not a domestic violence advocate legally. Okay. I do create um, safe spaces for those who have experienced domestic, domestic violence and abuse and trauma. And if, but if you are looking for an advocate, I can't connect you with one who has, um, experience in advocacy. Okay. And if anyone is listening, this is just something to know, to have, and it's just, it's just great to have more knowledge because you can help anybody. You know, the domestic violence hotline is 1-800-799-7233. Okay. And it's 24 hours and it's a live chat. Because I 
see myself as a multidimensional being, meaning I can see things from a physical, um, from the physical realm, but I can also see things from the spiritual realm. So I'm able, you know, I'm very dimensional. I'm not just one thing. I am an intuitive. I am a medium. I like to see things from spirit because we're spirit first. And I think that once you connect with your true spirit, it will help you maneuver through life easily and see things for from a more connected view opposed to just an ego view, if that makes sense. So first, let's talk about what domestic violence is, okay? Domestic violence is violence or abuse or other abuse in a domestic setting, like a marriage or if you two are living together or in cohabitation. It happens to people in heterosexual relationships and same-sex relationships. So it doesn't just happen to straight people. It happens to people in same-sex relationships as well. Um, it can be emotional, reproductive, verbal, religious, sexual, and physical, okay? Domestic violence isn't just physical because we have a big problem in the community when we tell people we're being abused and the first thing they're saying is, oh, he hit you, he hit you, as if laying your hands on somebody is the only validation of you being abusive to them. Like, no, you're constantly putting someone down. You're intentionally trying to put people in harm's way and harm them you're abusive when you're always trying to be in control and belittle these people and make them seem like they're nothing and drag them through the mud, break their spirit down, hurt people. You're abusive. So it's not just, Oh, I put my hands on you. It's like the hashtag. He may not hit me, but he makes me feel bad for wanting to do what's best for myself. Okay. Also, I want to make it known that men do go through domestic violence as well. I know that a lot of men don't like to discuss it because they feel like no one cares that they go through domestic violence. But I'm just here to tell you that I care and there are a lot of people who do care. I know the media likes to make it seem like, oh, men are just supposed to take it or you're weak. If you if you if a woman hits you, you're not weak and your story is valid. And I'm sorry that you experienced that as well. I do want to note that because I am a woman, my experience is coming from a woman's perspective and a woman's experience. I'm someone who has experienced it from all ends, emotional, mental, physical. You're not alone. Having this experience can be very, very traumatizing. I really just want to speak my truth, tell my story, and I'm hoping that it sparks someone to do some more self-discovery and connect to themselves and to obtain more knowledge of the matter or just expanding your mindset pertaining red flags or pertaining who you are. So when you meet somebody, they aren't trying to shape you or groom you into someone. You know your worth. You know you deserve respect. You know you deserve consistency. You know you deserve someone who values you. You know you deserve someone who you can have healthy communication with. So I'm going to jump right in. So... My experience with domestic violence has been very life-changing for me because it was the first time I've really experienced being almost in an anxious, low self-worth state for the longest, for the longest time, okay? Um, so the beginning of this relationship, the person that um, I was in a relationship with them for a year, but in that year, 
when I tell you it was a roller coaster and I experienced I experienced so many ups and downs like it was literally like a roller coaster up and down up and down when I thought we were good I didn't like it because I knew that meant something else was coming um, at the beginning when I met them there were a lot of red flags before us moving together but because I was blinded by me being attracted to this person I was blinded by the fun I was having with this person and just that time in my life it was just a lot going on I was working on a play I was looking for a new place uh to move into like my foundation was really rocky I dated someone with children, so it was something that was new for me. Something that I always told myself that I didn't want to do because I knew I loved my freedom. I love. I didn't want to be in another situation with another woman because that was just my preference. Some of the red flags that I noticed when we first began to date was he'll tell me he wants to be in a relationship, and I'll tell him, "I well, I'm not ready for a relationship. And then he'll say, like, well... I can't, you know, do this with you because I like you. So we're not going to be friends or whatever. And I'll just be like, okay. And then they'll come back like days later, like, hey, can we meet? Just up and down, inconsistent, quick to just cut things off. And then wanted to come back around when they felt like they made a mistake. Another red flag was he would question me posting him. So he'll say, why won't you post me? Why won't you post me? And it's like, because I don't want to. Like, we were not in a relationship. I was younger than him, so I felt like he was trying to test to see, like, where my mind was, what boundaries he could cross, what boundaries he couldn't cross. And a lot of people don't understand that a lot of victims are usually groomed before they get into a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because abuse is slick. An abuser isn't going to come right in your face and say, hey, once we start dating, all that nice stuff that I started doing at the beginning of the relationship, I'm not doing anymore. I'm going to start belittling you. I'm going to break your spirit down. I'm going to be controlling and have a whole bunch of jealousy towards you. I'm going to isolate you. They're not going to say that. And grooming is a process. Okay, it's a process where the perpetuators are gradually drawing their victims into a sexual relationship. The abuser may tell the victim secrets. So then the victim thinks like, oh, well, he's telling me secrets or they're telling me secrets. That means I can tell them my secrets or the abuser may buy the victim gifts, make them feel good. You know, because then you start thinking like, oh, well, he he does these things for me or they do these things for me and they don't mean that. Then you start making excuses for them because you've seen the nice side of them and you know they're not always this bad. You know what I'm saying? That's where I was. But then he will flip, you know, and be quick to cut me off and accuse me of cheating. And I just wouldn't understand. It puts you in a state of confusion. If you're always confused, trying to figure out why this person is upset at you, you're never going to find time for yourself. That is why abuse victims in domestic violence situations, they're always tired. They can't go to sleep. They're just always feeling like the world is constantly in chaos because the abuser one day is fine and then the next day they're upset. So the victim is always walking on eggshells trying to figure out what's wrong with this person. What can I do to help? But I'm just letting you guys know, anytime they're upset with you, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. Abuse is not normal. 
it was a time where I was always over his house until I got my new place. And then he moved into my new place. If I didn't answer the phone, you know, I'm acting weird or I'm cheating or who I'm talking to. Uh, drama with him and the mother of his children. You know, I felt like my life revolved around him and his drama with his family, all that stuff. And I didn't like that. I felt like I got my own life outside of this because, you know, there was one incident that I remember where I was kicked out of the car. Or I should say, I, should, I was put out of the car at like one o'clock in the morning. And I remember it vividly because we were at the casino and we had got into it at the casino. And then I had walked over to the dance floor and sat down over by the dance floor. He stayed at the bar. Then once everything started shutting down, um, when I walked out of that area, he saw a guy walk out with me and assumed I was doing something with that guy and just accused me of doing something with that guy. I thought it was so ridiculous. Like, where, when did I have time to do anything? You know, I just felt like I was always getting accused of cheating or talking to somebody because of his insecurities or his past experiences that, that he had with women. Um, we argued, we yelled, I said things I didn't mean. He told me some things. We both were being toxic in the car. And then I told him, take me home. I said, take me the fuck home. He didn't like that. He didn't like that. I cursed at him and I said, take me the fuck home. But at that moment, I was just ready to get dropped off. So instead of him taking me home, he pulled over to the side and told me, get out. I'm like, I'm not getting out. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm a woman and it's dark outside. Like he was like, I don't care. Find your own way home, Uber or whatever. And I'm just thinking like, wow, why is it that this back and forth is always happening because of something that that happened to you in the past and then you end up lashing out on me like no that's not okay <clears throat> i remember him getting out the car coming to my side opening the door taking me out the car and then i elbowed him in the chest and like he threw me to the ground and i remember after this happened he told me i hit him and i'm just like look you're not going to be able to flip this around on me i was defending myself you put your hands on me the moment you came to this other side of the car and decided to put your hands on me to throw me out the car i was defending myself okay and if we're in a relationship why are you so comfortable throwing me out the car next day he came to give me my phone and i remember he told me he was sorry and i went back and when I look back at those things, like so many horrific things happened in that relationship. It was so toxic, so dysfunctional. It was always chaotic and just very unsettling. I grew up with dysfunctional connections in my family. Having dysfunctional relationships early on in your childhood with your siblings and your parents and feeling like you're being poorly mistreated. And feeling like even when you're poorly mistreated, you have to forgive these people and pretend like nothing happened. You know, that trickled down into my intimate relationships. I felt like, hmm, well, they're treating me like shit, but we'll be okay. We'll make up tomorrow. And it's like, no, that's not normal. There needs to be some accountability involved. People need to be held responsible for their actions and the harm that they inflict on others. Regardless if you're going through trauma, but that doesn't mean you get to just go out here and inflict pain on all these people because you upset and you going through your shit. No, I felt like in the relationship, I was an emotional punching bag. Like whatever he was going through, I got the silent treatment. I felt like majority of that relationship, I was in the closet 
crying at night because I couldn't sleep because I was always anxious or I will have I will always have these nightmares of getting shot. I remember this one dream I had where some lady put a gun right under my chin, felt this shake in my head. I was just always on edge, always anxious, always walking on eggshells. When I knew he was coming home, I just always felt unsettled. Like, let me hurry up and do this because he's going to be in a bad mood. And I want this, you know, the environment to feel, to uplift his energy. It does not matter how good you look, how much you clean, how much you cook, how high energy you are. When someone is miserable and narcissistic and unhappy with their life and they're not doing anything or putting any effort into bettering their, themselves or they're not doing anything to be intentional with their healing, nothing that you do is going to matter. We feel like we have to heal this person. We feel like we have to do all of the things to change this person. You cannot change someone they have to want that change for themselves you got to be a piece of shit to really hate yourself to the point where you got to project that shit physically emotionally mentally and spiritually on somebody else on a daily like you hate yourself that much that you got to put your you got to inflict your your pain on somebody else people don't feel comfortable talking about victims reacting to abuse. We're going to be talking about react. Well, it's called reactive abuse, but I like to call it reacting um, to abuse or abuse reaction. When it comes to abusers, you always just want to make sure like the environment is safe, which is why a lot of people don't even bring issues up in abusive relationships because they know the abuser is going to flip the script and make it a, a you problem, not a them problem. It's your problem. They're going to gaslight you. You're going to start questioning your sanity. Reactive abuse is when a victim finally snaps after being perpetually pushed to a breaking point by their abuser. A lot of women are in jail for defending themselves. You know, they'll say like, oh, defend yourself or, you know, y'all need to get this or protect yourself and all this stuff. And then when we protect ourselves, we go to jail. So it's like, what is the next step? That's why I promote connecting with yourself and connecting with your intuition and expanding your mindset and deconditioning limiting beliefs and thoughts because at the end of the day when you connect to yourself you know who you truly are you know what you deserve you're not going to settle you know the red flags you know what you're going to deal with and what you're not going to deal with you know your worth okay when you're not it's so easily especially when you're a, you know when you're a kind person you see the good in everybody it's easy for you to get manipulated and abusers will take advantage of that. They will take advantage of you being a kind person, being a fucking powerhouse, and they will beat you down. People don't understand that the victim is trying to survive in an insufferable environment while the abuser is creating the insufferable environment. And then they snap and then it's flipped on them. Now they're the abuser. Never in my life did I think I would be calling that hotline, but I did. And I was talking to somebody. I told them what happened. I was honest. I know it's not right. You know, they told me like, we understand this is reactive. And that was like, what? Like, this is a thing. This is, there's a name for this. Okay. So this is when I began to really do more research on domestic violence and abuse and narcissism. While we were dating, I would Google his behaviors and um, 
narcissist popped up, popped up. And I heard a narcissist. I just thought a narcissist was somebody who looked in the mirror all the time. But I wasn't aware of the severity of what a narcissist actually is and what they do. So this is when I began to expand my mindset as far as like how to um, combat this, because I knew he was going to tell his family and friends a whole entire different story. Your brother is the abuser and you just blindly believe everything that he says just because he's your brother. Like you one of those people that just don't read. You don't expand your mind either. You believe anything he say just because that's your brother. And that's not always going to be the case. Just because someone's your family don't mean they always right. But that comes with expanding your mindset. Now I felt like, felt like everything was my fault. You know what I'm saying? And I just thought like, man, he has perfectly flipped the script to him being a victim now. Now I had to put in 100% to feel safe to prove to him I was sorry. Things just got worse from then. The mind games got worse. In 2019, when I was working on my second season of Golden, was I was going through the most traumatic, one of the most traumatic things that's happened to me in my life, and nobody knew. I had just left rehearsal, and me and one of my co-stars of the sh of my play went to the bar, and she can vouch for this if y'all was to ever see her. But she came to the bar with me. He was waiting for me at the bar. And he was already drunk and we were talking about Chance the Rapper and just artists in the city. And she was talking about how I'm like a Chance the Rapper and how I'm doing all these things in Chicago and how I'm not getting a lot of recognition for it and support. So he goes, so what you trying to say? I don't support her. And she just was like, no, like, and I'm caught off guard, like, oh my God, he's drunk. And in that situation, he got upset because he thought she was throwing shade or whatever. And he left. And then he called me, told me he was ready to go. I just remember thinking, like, it's going to be hell when I get in this car. I remember getting in the car. He started talking all types of stuff, saying, like, oh, you just going to let her talk to me crazy. And I'm like, you're the one who's being disrespectful. Like, you're the one who's causing problems. I literally was ignoring him the whole time because I just knew he was drunk and he would be talking nonsense. And then that's when I just told him, I called him out on his shit. Like, you're being rude. You're drunk. So he's like, don't ask me for nothing. Don't ask me to support your show. Don't ask me to do blah, blah, blah. So, of course, now I'm talking my shit. And this is not to say um, it's good, but I've always been the type of person, like, I pick my battles. But what you're not going to do is bully me. That's always been my thing. You're not going to bully me. I said some things and he said some things. And then I just remember him pulling the car over. I remember him taking my new phone. He threw it out the window, okay? He was like, get out of my car. And I'm like, no. I knew if I went to go get my phone, he would drive off. Then we started driving. And then I'm thinking like, man, this man is drunk. And if I stay in this car and he gets into an accident and die, I'm dying with him. So I was like, fuck it. I'd rather jump out the car, be safe wherever I'm at on the ground, and let him go off and drive off and act crazy. So... I jump out of the car, y'all. Okay? I jump out of the car. This man doesn't stop. He continues to drive. Drives over my foot. Stops the car. The whole part of my ankle is bleeding. And he jumps out of the car, throws my purse at me, mocks me, says like, oh, did I run you over? Gets in the car, drives off. Okay? At this point, people at the gas station are looking at me crazy, asking, do I need to call the police? I'm like, no, I just need to find my phone. 
So at this point, I'm limping, okay, trying to find my phone. I'm bleeding at the leg, limping back home to the house. This man is outside smoking a cigarette. And I will never forget this. I walk up to the house. He's smoking a cigarette. First thing he says to me is, why would you say that to me? Not sorry. Not, you know, at least having some type of empathy. But, I mean, no. That was never the case. But why would you say that to me? I said, you're going to fuck the jail. I remember him saying he, he knew somebody and that ticked me off too. Like, oh, so you think you just going to get away with this? I stayed at my cousin's. I want to say like three days I stayed at my cousin's house. Um, and then I remember I went back. Right? I went back, y'all. During this time of me going back, he put my health at risk. You know, messing with high school crushes and but at the same time, wanted to wanted me to go to therapy with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, wanted me to go to therapy to work things out with him, but was already plotting and scheming on the side. That day we argued, I think it was Labor Day or something. But I remember we went to the movies. We saw a movie. We came back. We started watching TV. Now, before I go into this, this is a trigger warning. This is sexual assault, okay? Um, ooh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, we started having intercourse. I began to feel his aggression, like him wanting control. I remember I told him, okay, stop. I put my hand on his chest. He moved my hand, okay? Kept telling him, stop. He continued. At that moment, I freezed because... It was so much going through my mind. Like it was like my it was like my body was floating. I don't know. It was I don't know. It was weird. And I just was like I just remember tears rolling down my eyes and I'm just thinking like what is happening right now? Like I ran to the bathroom. I started crying because I just did not like how that felt. And literally as soon as I came out the bathroom, the first thing he says to me is, Who you been with? I'm like, excuse me? Like I didn't, I haven't been with anybody. And every time I think about that, like, I just think like how disgusting of a person and inhumane of a person do you have to be to inflict pain on someone, force yourself on someone. And then when you realize what you did, flip the fucking script and make up a whole entire lie about somebody. Like you got to be sick in the head to really think that's okay. Cause you can't hold yourself accountable for the disgusting acts you just displayed you know what I'm saying and I just remember thinking to myself like what I haven't been with anybody he's like oh you feel different I just remember bawling my eyes out I've just been sexually assaulted I come out the bathroom I'm getting accused of cheating and I just remember him being like I'm going to bed when I tell you it was like a scene of a movie I ran out the house I remember putting my shoes on ran out the house ran to the corner Ran to that corner of that block and just sat there and cried my eyes out. One thing I've always struggled with moving on from my domestic violence experience is blaming myself because I was not connected to my intuition because I knew things were off. I knew things were wrong. There were hella red flags, the constant disrespect, the constant confusion, the triangulation with me and other women in his life, the drama, the 
you know, withholding affection. I just blamed myself for a while. Like, you knew this man wasn't shit and you stayed with him. Why did you pick this over your piece? I kept asking that. Why did you pick this over your piece? And all I could think about was I was really that afraid of the unknown. I was I was so scared of what I did know what happened once I left that relationship. It's like we're so comfortable with being in our comfort zones and knowing what's happening. Like, okay, I know that if I'm, if I'm in this relationship, I know there's somebody there. I know we have this place together and I know we have this connection. But is that worth your peace? Is this person worth your peace? Do they respect you? Do they respect your decisions, your voice, who you are as a person? Do they value you? What are they putting in this relationship? What are they adding to you? Are they embracing your growth? Are they embracing your business? Are they supporting your business? Are they being a healthy aspect and a healthy addition to your life? Once I left that relationship, this person sent me a text days later apologizing and how he's going to focus on him and blah, blah, blah. I literally, once I left, I left. I never text this person back ever, 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 ever. This person continued to message me, call me, harass me. So we're going to get into healing from domestic violence, okay? Now, let me just tell you something. Take your time. Take your time. Things are going to feel like things are shifting. You know, you're going to have these push and pulls. Free yourself from feeling like you have to make all of the decisions right now, okay? But the biggest thing... When it comes to healing from domestic violence, for from me, I'm going to say is focus on yourself. Focus entirely on yourself, okay? Educate yourself and recognize your feelings. If you're feeling upset, I would say get a journal. One of the biggest things that helped me was I had like a million journals for a whole bunch of different things. But I kept a journal and... Whenever I was feeling any type of way, I would write those feelings down instead of keeping them inside. But as I began to heal, I had to reaffirm myself because in that relationship, I felt like I wasn't enough. It's affirming your worth and affirming the trust you have with yourself. Because in that relationship, you began to stop trusting yourself. This person constantly accused you of doing things. You question your sanity because whenever you would bring something up, they would gaslight you into believing an entirely different story for their benefit. I've always been a dancer, so I've always felt dancing was always a way for me to release, no matter what. You're not going to do all of the things at once and figure out everything at once. So take your time. Be gentle with yourself. Hold compassion for yourself. Hold space for you. This is not... A 30-day, heal everything, 30-day program. This is a journey and a process. I always say get creative because when you experience something very traumatic, okay, the crazy thing that your brain will do is it will find other experiences that are similar. And I always say that getting creative helps you tap into your inner child. And all we're trying to really do is heal our inner child because that is where 
that traumatic experience happened or that is where our behaviors were created or our self-esteem was being built. We felt rejected or abandoned and neglected or not seen or heard. So getting creative helps you tap into your inner child and that's healing your inner child. So that's why you have to reaffirm, you know, yourself, reaffirm your worth and know like, you know what? I don't need anybody else to validate me, validate my worth and just validate who I I am. And once you get into that mindset, get into that rhythm of reaffirming yourself and doing some self-exploration and understanding your patterns, then you will begin to create a new mindset of yourself or for yourself. The thing is, people think healing is just taking the pain away. But healing is also recognizing the things that are creating that pain. Another thing I want to say is don't be afraid to ask for help. Because I know when I experienced my abuse and what I went through, I felt like nobody understood what I was going through. And I'm not going to lie, like I went through a period where I just didn't trust people with my experience. I didn't trust people with telling me what I should do or how I should be because I'm like, you didn't go through what I went through. You don't understand that level of shame and blame and heartache and trauma. So I found a support group of women who went through the same thing I went through. And it was very empowering to just be among women who have been through the same thing. We're supporting each other. It's really hard to connect with someone who doesn't or people that really don't understand. And at the end of the day, it's my job to heal from it. As much as I will want support from other people, I can't expect them to just always be there. I have to do my part as well. So when I started to heal, I started recognizing a lot of things about myself, about you know, what I needed to work on. When I'm not standing firm in my boundaries, what I'm doing is I'm breaking the bond between me and myself. I'm not holding me down. Because if I was holding me down, I'm going to step into my power and do what I believe is truly aligned and best for me. And the people that love me and who are who are aligned with me and my path, who understand my path, are not going to block that. They're not going to make, oh, they're not going to want me to shrink to accommodate them. I don't believe in everything happens for a reason pertaining abuse because I don't believe that, oh, you were sexually assaulted or you were abused or experienced domestic violence because you needed to experience that. No, baby, that you were just the wrong place, wrong time. The thing is, yes, our souls know exactly what it wants. So when we meet these toxic, people and these people who are abusers who are trying to groom us into accepting their abuse our soul sends us signals those signals could be red flags or um, incidents where you and this person get into it and something is said that was nasty and then you know y'all got back together the next time they send signals your soul will send you signals and red flags and Because we're not in those moments aware, we haven't done that much self-discovery that we understand our patterns 
and our habits, a lot of us are naturally just kind people and want to believe people won't put us in harm's way. We want to believe that the men that we like respect us and value us. We want to believe that. And because we aren't that connected to our intuition and ourselves. So let me just say that. You did not go through your abuse because you needed to learn that lesson. You were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And now you have the opportunity to expand, to live an authentic life. Because trust me, that person isn't living an authentic life. No. That person isn't living an authentic life. That person that person is carrying a whole bunch of bullshit around. That's somebody else's problem now. And pray to God that no one has to experience that from them. But you, it's about you. You get to expand now. You get to have a different experience. You're here. And I'm so proud of you. Everybody has a different perspective of success and you get to create that for yourself period this is your time to rest because when you were in that situation you couldn't rest you deserve that you have to always remind yourself i deserve peace i deserve rest i deserve to big myself up because i'm my biggest fan i'm giving myself my flowers right now i'm not waiting on somebody else to give me my flowers i'm nurturing my soil i'm good And you know what? Yes, it's some bullshit that people get to come out here and inflict pain on other people and then go and go on about their lives. But you know what I realized? People who do that to other people are not really happy with themselves because no person who's really happy has to go around hurting everybody else. It's not even hurt people hurt people. It's some hurt people can't own up to their own shit and recognize their own shit. So instead of doing the real work, they go around hurting other people. That's easier. And if you are somebody listening to this and you are in an abusive relationship, let me tell you something. You deserve better. I understand why you keep going back. I do, because that was me. I understand, but you do deserve better. Love does not hurt. Love challenges, but it does not hurt your spirit, your soul. Love does not break you down. Love does not manipulate you into doing things you don't want to do. Love doesn't call you out of your name. I know it's scary. I know you feel scared like, I can't leave this person. It's always dangerous leaving an abusive person. If you need resources, let me know. But you got this. You can expand and you can heal and you can connect to your true self. Because trust me, your higher self is looking at you right now like, my baby deserves so much more and she's going to get it. But you have to want that for yourself. You have to want it for yourself, nobody else. I have one question from someone anonymous who submitted a question. They asked, are they weak for not saying anything because they're a guy? And let me just tell you, no, you're not weak. It's absolutely normal to not say anything. You get feelings of shame, of feeling like no one will believe you. And I'm so sorry that you feel that way. 
you're strong for speaking your truth at the end of the day. And nobody can dictate that but you. And if you ever need resources or any journal prompts or things to help um, you expand your awareness as far as your journey within that, please don't be afraid to reach out. I just want to say I'm very proud of my healing journey. Like when I look at my life two years ago and now so different, like it like bossed up is not even the word like loved up, confidenced up. I'm less impulsive and I'm more in flow. Like I don't really force anything. I just started to be okay with Having those moments where I felt like this was some bullshit, where I was angry, where I was still grieving, um, but still knowing I deserved the life of just connection with myself. I deserved that. I deserved to feel at peace. I deserved to feel connected. I can, you know, readjust my energy real quick. Some days are harder than others, but yeah. So I want to thank you guys for listening to Bella Talks. I know this was a long one. Thank you for listening. And I'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.